Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From icy roads to crazy parking lots, it's the most hazardous time of the year. Today's AccuWeather Ready podcast is brought to you by Hum, the all-in-one connected car solution that can help you outsmart winter. Stop by a Verizon store to get yours. Here's your host, Jeff Cornish. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's AccuWeather Live here on Facebook and YouTube and elsewhere uh, with our web stream. And we wanted to talk about uh, winter weather. That's the big theme, obviously, over the this uh, next few weeks and specifically how that pertains to your vehicle and driving safety. So uh, today we have Mike Clithrow, who is uh, the service manager at Bobby Ray Hall Honda here in State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, but uh, while we may be in central PA, this all applies to pretty much all of you, except for those in South Florida, maybe southwestern California. Right, warmer weather. Yeah, we've had a quick start to uh, to winter here. Even sure Washington, D.C. had two inches of snow. New York City, over six inches. So we're already into it. Uh, and the clock is ticking if you haven't addressed the uh, the winter uh, for your vehicle. So, yeah. Mike, what can people do to get their uh, cars ready for the winter? Well, there's a lot of important things that you need to take into consideration. The the cold weather, the ice, the snow, the salt on the roadways is really hard on the vehicle. Um, things that, you know, need to be checked regularly, uh, your battery condition, um, the winter wiper, wiper blades, um, the linkages and the wiper arms as well, because the weight of the snow can cause wear to them to where you have a lot of play. And worst case, you know, driving down the highway and your wiper falls off. So that's never good. Um, you want to check your tire pressures, tire condition, make sure they're in good good shape, have plenty of tread so you have traction. Um, the uh, light bulbs, uh, the cold weather, you know, car sits outside overnight, gets below freezing, come out, turn the headlights on right away. A lot of times those bulbs will fail, so you need to check them regularly. Um, the uh, coolant in your car, make sure that it's not diluted uh, with water or anything from the summertime. So you want to make sure that's good so your engine doesn't freeze up on you. And then uh, just generally with the doors, the windows, make sure they're clean and you can use the silicone spray to keep them from freezing as well. Okay. Um, I once had to take my car and I thought that the lock, the locking mechanism failed. Turns out it was just frozen. What would you recommend yeah. if somebody has a situation where they can't get their door unlocked or um, locked? It's really just patience and time. Um, using any sort of liquid or lubricant um, after it's frozen is just going to compound the, the issue because you're going to add liquids on top of what's already frozen. They do sell, um, I think, an alcohol-based lock de-icer. In some cases, those work. Um, again, though, if we're already at the point of a frozen lock, we're kind of beyond that point. Um, probably the best case, if you can get it into a warm area, do so if it's not already there, or maybe run a hair dryer out and just kind of run that gently on it to try to, to thaw out the, the mechanism. Okay. Sometimes it can happen in the less obvious ways. In my case, the latch was stuck open, so I couldn't get the door shut in any yeah. way that would stay. Uh, so you never really know. You know, a lot of people have snow tires. Not yeah. everybody does them. Um, yeah. And some people go with the all-weather tire. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you recommend? How relevant are snow tires uh, uh, in 2018? Snow tires are really important. Um, they're, they're made to handle um, the colder temperatures. The rubber is made in a way that it stays pliable in the cold temperatures. Uh, the tread design, they have little tiny slits in them called sliping. That allows the tread block to open up um, in the snow and kind of like a cat's paw, give you a much larger surface area for traction. Uh, they work really well. Um, all season radials that most people run year round, if you're better than 50% tread life, you're going to be in pretty good shape. 
once you get below that point, the traction really falls off. Snow can pack in the tread and make it uh, a very slippery condition or, you know, trying to get out of your plowed in driveway um, may become impossible. Okay. So. And we're showing some video from uh, just last week mm -hmm. in New York City right now. And uh, it was a mess out there. We had serious trouble, uh, not just on the side streets, but some people got stuck on the George Washington Bridge for hours. <laughs> we uh, showed oh daytime God. video. Here it was. You can see uh, in the afternoon, this was Thursday, uh, people kind of, a lot of people bumped into each other and it led to a gridlock situation. Uh, and then there was even a nighttime video from the same incident here as the George Washington Bridge remained a mess uh, for wow. several hours. Um, sometimes people are stuck in a situation where, there's the nighttime video, you know, it may not be uh, in the biggest city in the nation. They could mm. be out in rural South Dakota. Uh, so uh, we need to be prepared. We have some seriously cold air coming in this weekend, uh, or this uh, Thursday, I should say, this mm. Thanksgiving across the Northeast. So it's a good idea to have a winter survival kit in your car. Yes, sir. Uh, and what's, you said you were a Boy Scout yeah. as well. Yeah, some of the, the basic essentials. If, uh, if you're in an, a situation where the highway shut down and you're going to be stuck in traffic for a while, um, you, you, know, you want to keep a full tank of gas or you know, better than half in those situations. Uh, the other scenario, if, if you didn't get a chance to fill up and it's a surprise kind of situation, um, you need to have blankets and things to keep yourself warm if you can't run your engine. Um, or if you become disabled on the side of the road and the engine can't run. You've got to have a way to keep yourself warm. Um, old blankets, old coats, um, keeping them in the vehicle where they're accessible from inside so you don't have to exit the vehicle. Um, or if you cannot exit the vehicle, you need to be able to get to those. Um, the small emergency blankets, um, they're really easy to tuck away in all the little storage compartments and vehicles behind the seats. Uh, they work really well. Uh, you have to be mindful of the passengers are going to have, not just the, the driver and if you're solely in the car, but if you're on a road trip most of the time, you're going to have people with you, so prepare for them as well. Uh, water, food, high-calorie food with a long shelf life that you can keep in the car for long periods of time is essential. Um, cell phones, if you have an old phone, most of us do have old phones laying around. Um, keep a charger or some way to keep it powered up. It uh, doesn't matter if it's you know under contract or on service. All phones will be able to dial 911 at any time. So it's good to have that with you in the event you lose yours, it dies, or whatever the case may be, um, an important part of an emergency kit. And then, of course, flashlights and batteries so you can see what's going on if you don't have interior lights. Yeah, so. it makes good sense, especially if you have young kids. It's always good to think about those passengers yes. as uh, they're more susceptible to, to uh, issues. Yeah. Um, if any of you have questions, feel free to submit them uh, here on Facebook. Just leave them as a comment. We have a couple of uh, folks back in the, in the uh, forecast area mm -hmm. who are keeping an eye on them, and uh, we can uh, address some of them. Uh, and if you happen to miss uh, the chance to ask a question while we're here live, we can maybe get back to you later on. Um, we do want to talk uh, about what's going on right now from a weather safety standpoint. And the radar is pretty active. We have some snow squalls moving through uh, parts of the interior northeast. And actually, the Weather Service just a couple of years ago began to issue snow squall warnings. And this is something that's kind of a shorter term. It's not issued for uh, it's not a long term warning like a winter storm warning but snow squall warnings are issued in advance of specific bands of uh, more intense snow even if it's a short-lived event it might be just 20 minutes in any one spot uh, these snow squalls can really drop the visibility and historically we've had some major problems uh, across i-80 at least uh, just west of, uh, of the state college area uh, and uh, there are other areas into parts of michigan where we've had numerous pileups in history because of these brief quarter to half inch snowfall events that drop the visibility down under a quarter mile in almost no time. And we're dealing with some of those uh, weather situations right now from Binghamton up into areas like Albany and all the way up into an area east of Burlington. So we just want you to be aware that uh, right now this is a big concern for some into central New England, upstate New York, and eventually into Pennsylvania as well. You can see some video from um, just yesterday in Albany, New York. The early morning commute led to some trouble 
And uh, these snow squall warnings are something we take seriously just because, not of the magnitude of the snow, but uh, the way that the light amounts of snow come down in a rapid hurry. And uh, the uh, 15 minutes of intense snow can lead to those uh, really nasty pileups because of the low visibility. So when you have the headlights on, or when you have the, uh, I guess I put the cart ahead of the horse, <laughs> when you have the wipers on, uh, you should have the headlights on for good reason. Yeah. Uh, I know that you guys uh, help to facilitate a lot of uh, body work as well mm-hmm. since you're in the, in the service business. Yes. Um, do you see a significant increase after a big snow event? Uh, definitely. Um, uh, a lot of times it's not even anything um, that was avoidable. You know, customers just driving along and maybe a, a curb that was buried by a snowbank didn't even realize it, trying to exit a parking lot, um, damages tires, wheels, suspension components. Um, so aside from the, the cosmetic stuff that can occur from, you know, vehicle to vehicle collisions um, or, you know, any other sort of, you know, roadside object, um, definitely ramps up from there. It's uh, the busy season for body shops right now. Um, most of the, the local guys we have are, you know, a couple weeks out as far as uh, being able to get vehicles serviced and repaired. I guess deer season runs right into snow season across much of the northeast. Yep. Yeah, it goes right from wet leaves to deer to snow. So it's, uh, it's a nonstop event right now. Okay, I believe it. I believe it. Um, uh, when it comes to uh, driving tips on mm-hmm. the snow and ice, I drive a four-wheel drive vehicle. And sometimes you know, it's a big help when you're trying to climb up a hill, especially from a stop. But there are times and situations where I think a lot of us with four-wheel drive get a little bit uh, too confident. Uh, so yes. where does four-wheel drive not help us? So in any, any ice event, if we're, you know, you had mentioned about the snow squalls, um, that snow is going to come fast and hard and, and get down on the roadway. That's a little bit warmer than freezing, so it's going to melt that. And then the cold temperature is coming right behind. It's going to freeze it. So we're going to have a lot of ice after that. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of traction you have or what kind of vehicle you have. You're going to lose traction on ice, so you have to prepare for that. Give yourself um, additional following distances between the vehicle in front of you. Um, if you're pulling out onto a roadway, make sure you have a large gap that you can pull out into because you may not be able to enter that, that roadway in the, the time that you normally can. Uh, four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, um, or front-wheel drive, it, ice is not going to matter. Um, you just got to be, all your movements need to be slow and steady. Um, abrupt gas, you know, or, or application of the gas or braking, steering is going to upset the car and possibly set, send you into a skid or slide off the roadway. So you need to be cautious and just take your time. Um, Snow squalls, ice, any snow, you have to slow down. Give yourself uh, a lot of time to get where, you, where you're going and uh, plan your route. You know, make sure that you know what's going to be co- coming in the weather ahead of you. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. We just showed some of the driving tips as well, complementing what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them also to, you know, to get off of the highway as opposed to pulling off on the shoulder because when visibility is low and you see taillights, somebody mm-hmm. may be parked and it can be a nasty rear end collision yes. uh, if somebody's pulled over on the side. Uh, one of the questions someone asked, and this is probably more of a, uh, I guess, a sociology or mm-hmm. psychology question, mm-hmm. but uh, how do people forget or why do people forget how to drive at the first sign of snow? Do you see a decrease in, you know, if you have yeah. the same weather event in February, do you see fewer uh, collisions, do you think, in February as opposed to November? Uh, I think by the time we get to the latter part of the season, most people have been able to prepare and arrange their schedules to avoid driving. Um, so I think it's just more so having that, that practice, we'll say. Um, you know, the first couple snows of the season, um, there's probably a lot of people that maybe haven't driven in the snow before, uh, that really don't know how to behave in it. And then just that, you know, it's nerve wracking. You know, if you're trying to get somewhere, especially if you have like your kids in your car, that just adds to the level of stress. It's true. Um, you know, <laughs> trying to get where you're going safely is, is hard. So it, it, you know, with practice comes perfection. So that's what they're working on. I think by the time we hit the latter part of the season, they've, they've even realized like, you know, this isn't for me. I'm, I'm going to find alternate transportation. <laughs> Okay. And just stay home um, or find another way to get there than when they are the first time out. 
Okay. Here's a uh, uh, question for you about uh, basically preparing your car for the mm -hmm. cold. And I've heard different things as mm -hmm. opposed to vehicles in the 60s and 70s versus now. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is it to warm up your car before you actually hit the road? And how cold does it need to be to actually uh, require you to it's, warm up your car? When it comes to warming up the car, it's more so a, a driver comfort scenario. Okay. Um, the, the car's cooling systems are going to regulate the coolant to get the engine temperature to where it's in an, an, an efficient operating range. Um, you know, the cars are cold, we have to put a lot more fuel to them, so our emissions levels get a little bit higher. Uh, we use more fuel in that, so the efficiency drops down. Uh, the manufacturer I work for right now, Honda, is um, asking customers just to get in the car and drive. It, it'll handle everything on its own as it's driving. It'll warm up properly. Um, letting it sit in idle does cause some problems um, as far as just, you know, burning a lot of gas you don't need to. So um, older cars, it really was to get the engine and everything warmed up, but vehicles these days warm up pretty rapidly um, as far as a mechanical wear standpoint goes. Um, and it, it really comes down to just driver comfort at that point. Okay. And there was a question about uh, Volkswagens from, mm -hmm. uh, from about 15 to 18 years ago or mm -hmm. so, referring to a snow screen. Uh, mm -hmm. Something about a snow screen, a small screen at the front of the air intake down by the fender. Uh, I assume that that's probably something that's not uh, used too frequently these days. <laughs> no, very specific. It, that has to be something that, that was uh, developed as a necessity in Germany with the, uh, the larger snowfall amounts they get. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's, most of the air intakes are well above where the, uh, the snow line would be and Unless you're really off-road and in some deep stuff on an unmaintained road, I think you're pretty safe. You see the Jeeps with the big snorkels up on top. <laughs> yeah, correct. You'd have to look over that snow to, yeah. to get out. Uh, the final uh, graphics that we had here, just talk a little bit about some of the things you touched on. Mm -hmm. Black ice, you talked yeah. about driving in ice. Uh, and especially when we get into that freeze-thaw cycle on the back end of a snow event, mm -hmm. uh, just be careful out there because um, it may be a, a day when you made it into the upper 40s and you're driving home from work. It's been dark for a few hours and... Uh, sometimes uh, temperatures drop faster than you may anticipate. So uh, do you have any tips on driving with black ice? Um, you have a lot of indicators on your vehicle that can tell you when that's occurring. Uh, you want to look at the, the metal components outside your car, like your windshield wiper arms. If you start to see ice build up on there, it's quite likely also happening on the roadway. Um, when you see those indicators, definitely slow down. Try to get off the road if possible. Plan an alternate route um, on a road that was maybe um, pre-treated. Uh, so you, you have some sort of de-icer on the roadway. Um, and it's really just, just drive slow and easy. Uh, make sure that you have plenty of clearance around your vehicle and, uh, and keep an eye out for others that might be nearby. All right. Common sense. Yeah. Taking your time goes a long way. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Mike Lithrow, we appreciate you being here. Thanks thank for you. I appreciate it very much. Helping us out. Good advice here. Yeah, thank you. So we don't need to warm up that car when it's 41 yeah. degrees outside, do we? Just, just get in and drive. <laughs> just get in and drive. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys for stopping by. We'll have another uh, AccuWeather Live with Julia Wyden next Wednesday. Uh, and I think that's on skincare. So Mike and I will not be here no. for that one. No, sir. Probably for good reason. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Thanks for listening to this week's AccuWeather Ready podcast. For more health, safety, and preparedness tips, visit AccuWeather.com slash ready. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.